they had to edit her butt smaller in jurassic park yes because <laughs> she got a dumpy hey guys welcome back to industry sunday with your hosts jake levan and kennedy novi welcome back guys it is episode 15 15 that's a milestone is it that's more than 14 yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) it's an even it's not it's not an even number but it's what's better than 24 25 25. we're not 14 15 we're like yeah we're getting our learner's permit if we were a teenager we'd be getting a learner's permit. or i have my farmer's license i don't i can drive tractors not everyone's from the midwest (laughs) (laughs) this is true i'm sorry (laughs) no yeah exciting 15 episodes uh we're about to ramp up our advertising and we marketing are. to try to reach more people. So, yes. but our biggest asset is you guys. So, while we do this trial run of seeing different ways to advertise ourselves, we'd also love if our listeners that already love us would market us as well to their friends, yeah. their family. Um, that's the tale as old as time. Podcasters saying like, send us to your friends, like share it on your story. Yeah, like, share, it really does help. Do anything that you can to help us. Oh, yeah my headphone is not working um but yeah we're getting a little bit of money so we will be advertising more and you know further outreach of the stupid shit that we talk about uh, that is the restaurant industry yeah and we're gonna do some boots on the ground advertising as well what's that boots. boots on the ground like puss in boots gorilla marketing we're gonna be out in the streets what the fuck is gorilla marketing ever heard of gorilla warfare no what is it were you i don't exactly know what it means were you at the zoo recently no it's not spelled like gorilla it's gorilla let me look this up what is it gorilla marketing g-u-g-u-e-r-r-i-l-l-a i I just spelled it like normal gorilla you'll figure it out (laughs) gorilla an advertising approach that borrows the concepts of gorilla warfare Uh or the element of surprise to communicate with target audiences yeah. What the fuck? That doesn't give me any information. What so is an gonna, example? We're going to go around Chicago and start putting up signs that say, I hate serving oh, with oh, a QR yeah. code to our podcast. <laughs> that's what it's, that's what it's called. Yeah. Sony's campaign in 2002 in which actors were hired to wander about cities asking strangers to take a photo with them. Wait, should we hire actors to walk around the city? I, I, I don't know where you're getting this trust fund money from, but it ain't for me. <laughs> Actors are probably expensive. They are. Dad. Just kidding. Don't have one. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Episode um, 15, Jake's childhood trauma yeah, comes out. Here we out. go. So now, yeah. So I've been in therapy lately. So let's just unload that bomb. Oh, no. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Abort mission. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to um, tell us about well, how was your week before we, before we get all carried away? It was fine. I don't think anything really exciting happened. Um, I went to two friends and family opening parties for restaurants or not opening parties but like where you go and you try the food and the drinks and and they were neither of them were in my company so they were companies that were outside of my company so it was kind of nice to like go to one that wasn't related to what i do what about the one that was in your company i already talked about that last <laughs> oh, week oh was that last week okay yeah uh what uh, what two i mean i know we went to bodega uh Tequila, yesterday yeah te- and then tequila, mm-hmm, it's like a new york company and Miami. then i went to mercadito their basement is turning into oh 
Yeah, like a fancier version of ratatouille called kapal. That's <laughs> kidding. Not ratatouille. I just oh think God. of River North Basements, and I think never mind. What's no, it called? What's it called? Copal. Copal. It's just like a higher end Mercadito. Yeah, and it's just like more experimental. They had more. It's like more Mediterranean feel to it. I kind of like it was that. Pretty that good. place is cute. It's decorated cute. I like the vibe in there. Yeah, it is a nice vibe. I like the booths. Yeah, I had only tried a few things. The drinks were really good. They have like a Trace Leches drink that is super creamy, and I love a creamy drink. Oh, that just sounds like bubble guts. <laughs> the way it curdles. I was fine. Really? Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. They had really I good hummus. They had this hummus that tasted like peanut butter. It was good. Okay, so maybe I'm going to have to stop in there. Yeah, I don't know when they open. I probably should have asked, but <laughs> it was good. Was it, um, it was just like a friends and family or was it like more like a mock service? Because I know we went to the mock service yesterday for Bodega. The friends it was and a family. friends and family. It's next week. Who'd you go with? By myself. Oh, you were invited by yourself? Yeah. Um, we have, yeah. So this is our last, I believe just like our solo episodes together, me and Kennedy for a little while, we're going to go back into interviewing. Yeah. Um, it's just nice to have a little bit of a break. Um, but also, I mean, yeah. I love it. It was getting people. stressful scheduling people, but we've already talked about that. Yeah. But next week we're interviewing a fine dining server who worked, who's worked at a couple different fine dining spots in she's Chicago. Like yeah. She's got a great sense of humor too. It's going to be really fun. An owner. Um, I think we'll have Kyle back. Kyle's in the next back. weeks, yeah. I think oh. we're gonna do two episodes with her and him here. I think that would be good. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna be like bonus characters in each episode. We'll Fine. see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, and then like a bar owner partner, we're setting that interview up, and we're on the hunt for a chef, a funny chef. We want to interview a line cook, a chef, anyone. So if any, any of you kind have of any fun back house people, yeah, I've got a couple people in mind, but I'm still still working on it. But if anyone has any recommendations. Please send it to our Instagram because we're looking. Yeah, I'm always down. Um, but yeah, that's that's our little. Sorry for the little blip there, but um, we have a new segment this week. We do. Mm-hmm. I haven't even talked about my week. My week's not exciting either, though. Oh, what'd you do? I just went to Minnesota for my sister's birthday. We had a nice little steak dinner in Minnesota. Uh. Um, and then I. <laughs> came back here i have um been running a lot my i set a goal for myself to do 100 miles in 30 days Mm -hmm. um it's been two weeks i'm already at 50 miles so i am on track my legs feel like jello if anybody that knows me i am um not an endurance person i uh, it's like a a quick sprint but we're working on it (laughs) um so it's been a fun little goal um down. Do you walk a lot of that? I feel like you walk no, some. I walk a little bit. I mean, like, cause I, I wasn't, I hadn't, I used to run a lot. And since COVID, I like stopped running. And so now I'm like, I have to be careful of shin splints. I don't want to overdo it. So it's like slowly getting back to that point. There's a spider on your wall. That's Jeff, Jimmy. It's huge. No, it is a Jimmy. That's not even that big. That's Jimmy. Why is it see-through? It's clear. Because he usually only comes out at night. He doesn't get a lot of sun. He's like me. He's pale. <laughs> Anyways, ignore Jimmy. He'll be on He's segment. He's in the back of the... Whatever. He's our producer today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I know I used to run a lot, so now I'm trying to get back into it. Um, I am down 35 pounds. Damn. I know. My road to zero starts now. <laughs> Just kidding. 
Um, my goal uh, initially was to drop 50 to get back into the, the shape that I used to be in. Um, and it's happening pretty fast. So hopefully that will be done. Um, I feel like the first part of it, I dropped off weight a little bit too fast, so maybe a little unhealthy. Um, so try to even it out so my body is fine. So a month and a half from now, try to hit that 50 goal and then be comfy. Um, still no drinking. I don't vape anymore. Mm-hmm. Going on a couple weeks of that too. Just literally everything. I'm just raw dog in life now. It's scary. Disgusting. <laughs> like a, it's gross. I'm over it. Girl. I'm like, I'm like, what do you guys, how do you guys just like raw dog life every day? Somebody, yeah, but somebody tell me, please. Uh, yeah. No, but otherwise, yeah, I think it's, I think it's been really good. Um, works fantastic. We're growing. Um, we just hired people for our St. Louis and Detroit, and then we will soon be hiring people for Cleveland and Minneapolis. Exciting. So who knows? I may be doing a little traveling. Um, but uh, all the new people we've been hiring has, has been—it's been actually I, it's, I like hiring people. I like the process. I think it's fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, besides that, I think I've just been chilling. I got a call today. I found out that my car lease was thirty-nine months, not thirty-six. Oh. I don't even know what the hell I signed when I got that car. <laughs> I just, they, they were like, yeah, you got like six months left. And I was like, I got it in July, three years ago, almost. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, that. so that would be 36 months in July. And they're like, no, you have a 39 monthly. I'm like, who, did I even read any? I can't read. Yeah, oh, that's God. it. You did not read any of it. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's my week. So I have my car longer than I was planning. But that's fine. That's fascinating. Yeah, not really interesting actually at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's all right. That's been kind of boring. I'm trying to make it sound not boring, but it's my life's really boring <laughs> right now. But summer's around the corner, so we're hoping for the best. It's coming. Um, but yeah, so new segment. What are we? Yes. What's the new segment? It's called "I Heard a Rumor." That's it. No. Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking, like every other episode. We, if we hear something interesting about the industry or Chicago industry, we put it on I Heard a Rumor segment. Mm. Okay. Do you want to hear my rumor? Yeah. <laughs> I need an example. Like, that's how I work. Okay. So, allegedly, a hologram FaceTime might be coming out in the near future. I think this was a rumor that started during covid um, cause they were trying to figure out a way to have people be able to interact, see and hear each other better, like more efficiently, I guess, or make it feel more personable because you're not looking at a screen, you're looking at a person. Um, what? the pioneering technology, which involves the projection of life-size 4k holograms means loved ones separated by the pandemic will be able to see, hear and interact with each other in real time as though they were sat together at the same table without having to stare at a screen. So, sounds like a Black Mirror episode. I know. They're coming out with a new season in June, too. So it's very timely. So you're having a hologram with your wife at a table? Well, yeah, if you're long distance with your wife. Are you eating hologram food? Like, is, no. Does it taste anything? Speaking of hologram food, um, the reason that this is like the rumor I heard is because I also read an article on Eater recently by Aaron DeJesus. DeJesus. <laughs> DeJesus. Um, it's about a future Japanese cafe functioning without waiters. We've talked about this before, like the possibility of AI 
taking over the service industry in the near, not in the near future, but eventually. Well, they just um, suspended like everything. You're not like, yeah, I know. Like, Cause it's getting out of hand. Yeah, I know. But it was just like really interesting to think about because someone, someone said to me, they're like, at least we can find comfort in the fact that like the hospitality, especially maybe not the service industry, like maybe like more like McDonald's, things like, like that. Fast food, but yeah, I mean, they might implement that faster than hospitality groups, but like, they said that they find comfort that people will still want a human connection when they want like a full blown experience, like a fine dining experience, well, things of, like that. Of course. I mean, that's just like genetically how we are set up. It's we're not alone and I'm not a fucking bald Eagle. Like it's yeah. not just like me versus the world. And my like, well, they have a partner. I don't but, go to a restaurant because I want to like just eat. fill my stomach and I leave sometimes i mean yeah no usually i'll just uber eat it and sit my ass at home and be alone but like if i'm yeah i'm not leaving my house if i'm just going to i just need to eat something to survive like no just, I don't, yeah being around people is like i i think it's a very healthy thing to do and like getting out and leaving the house and doing those things is just like that's going to say a permanent thing like no amount of technology is can can really alter that process because i think as people in general like those interactions have to exist for the most part, unless we want to be like fucking as long Wally. as we don't go exactly as long as we don't go through some like giant introvert revolution where people are like, we don't want to talk to other humans anymore. I don't see this happening anytime soon. But this article about this Japanese cafe, I watched a video about it. I mean, I'm probably gonna post pictures from the video or the video on the Instagram. Okay. Um. In a video by a Tokyo-based technology company, they imagine a restaurant from the future where diners are sensed at the table. So you sit down and like the AI senses that you're there and a holographic waiter just pops up on a screen. Look at this. Look at this photo. Oh, hell no. Right. Isn't that weird? And then um, instead of like, you know, how, especially with hospitality, like a nicer what restaurant. What country is this in Japan? Japan. Yeah. But they do. Keep going. On. I'll finish afterwards. <laughs> um, so normally a server would like run through the menu with you, ask about allergies, like do their spiel, right? So instead, in lieu of a spiel, this holographic waiter would basically like explain the menu, recommend menu items um, based on like a person, your personality, essentially, because everything goes to your smartphone. So kind of like how the algorithm tracks everything you do and shows you ads of things you're going to like. That's how it would kind of work. It would show you food items that you're going to like based on your algorithm. And it would show up on the screen and like the pictures of it. And then you, you would just click on a picture or like point at something. And that's how you'd order it. Um, but the one thing is that the, well, I guess the check would also be settled via smartphone too like everything is through your smartphone so you order on the smartphone you settle your check on the smartphone so it's like using an app that kind of already happens at the airport yeah or like when you order from an like starbucks pre-order yeah the only mobile order. i just like order my drink and they just drop it out front of me i'm like hey yeah um but one thing that i noticed wasn't in the video and the article mentions this, mentions this too um they don't show how the how the food gets to the table they just skip from her ordering to like coffee being at her table in front of her. So it's like, how would that get there? Like a robot? It's just a robot. On wheels? Yeah, like a robot <laughs> cart. Just like, it does it. But then you have to get up from your table and pick up your food. Like no one's going to put it on your table yeah, for I you. Know. I just think it's stupid. Well, here's It's the, so stupid. Here's the thing. So like, I understand that working um, in cultures um, like China and Japan where they're not so 
hospitality focused. It's yeah. more so, um, I mean, just working with those types of cuisines and those cultures, um, it's much less service. It's service oriented, but in a very different way. Like you are not meant to really interact with the guests. Um, if they need something, they'll raise their hand. They'll let you know. They just embrace quick... technology a lot more than other cultures. Yeah. I feel like, but, especially in like Tokyo, like that yeah. whole thing is a huge tech hub. But it's not an it's not an American thing. People come to America for the hospitality. Like people come to Chicago for the hospitality aspect of like feeling like wine and dine like very special. Yeah. Um, but like other cultures, it's not like that. So I could see this working in in other places that are more like that where it's like you come with the people that you're with and then you socialize with those people the server is just for service like they just Mm -hmm. do what it's told to do and then you put your hand up and they come over type stuff was what it is over there um i think that would only make sense with like a large group like if there's only like two or three of you i feel like you interact with the server more if there's like 10 to 20 of you like the server is just kind of there because like it's so hard to interact with that big of a group. What? I'm confused. Are you talking about like over in other countries? No, it's in general. Like in my experience as a server, when I'm serving a group of three people, I get to know them where they're from. Like tell them about my like you know you just like chat with them more. When it's a giant group like a big business dinner, I feel like they don't interact with me because they're in like a business meeting or like there's just too many of them for you to like pinpoint who you should talk to because it's such a long table. Yeah, I guess. So in that instance, I could see like an AI server or holographic server working because the whole point of the server in that point is just to drop off food, get drink orders. That's it. They don't interact with them at all. Yeah, I guess I guess I see what you're saying, but that's still what I'm like a banquet server, like in a banquet hall. Yeah, like those like you're at a wedding. Those people don't come up and talk to you. No, not a chance. They just drop shit off and leave. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Arguably, the easiest serving job is being a banquet or event server. It's not though. That's the thing. The reason the reason it's not is because of all the shit you have to move. It's a lot of labor, moving oh, yeah. tables and all that. Well, that's before the guests even arrive. The though. Social interaction very minimal. But you're putting in fucking work. You're p- p- picking up sofas and moving shit around. And you're busing more because you have to do something. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of busing and clearing. But like, yeah, like as far as like, uh, if you're like not in like a a people person and you want to be a server like that would be the banquet server would be the best, closest thing to it. Yeah. I think that's it on that story though. I didn't really like get too deep into it. I just kind of wanted to like hear your thoughts because this segment is supposed to be a short segment. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't see it working. I mean, not here. I see, no. I see over like in Asian countries um, like China and Japan um, where that culture is, is more so, designated towards that type of service um with the interaction i feel like that's i don't know i feel like that's a reach though because not everyone's the same based on their culture i mean i work with i've worked with a lot of like i mean working in japanese cuisine myself yeah people that i worked with say like it is not like this where over and you know like japan south korea thailand anything like that it's just like when you need something you tell them and they get it and they leave it's not a social interaction by any means um i guess you could say that about like when i was in greece the servers were very they interacted a lot because you're in a tourist area true but i was not exactly like dealing with americans they know you're gonna tip extra that's true so that's like the mentality behind it but like i mean you're, you're in france same type of thing 
they they're they get paid normal wages they come around once every two hours they <laughs> same thing with in germany service i felt like was better um amsterdam is, is pretty good um but like a, even like a lot of just like European countries are well are are a lot like that too because salary there's they, yeah they they make a normal wage they have their healthcare they you know like they're not expecting any kind of tip or gratuity which is why our hospitality is so very different so when I'm speaking of like this would work in other cultures like it's where like the server doesn't have to interact they're not with as big you on hospitality unless you need something yeah and that's where that would come in but so, I'm yeah. sure that there's other instances like specific restaurants in other countries that this wouldn't work with as well oh yeah i mean and of course you still have like you know like your michelin star places like over in like like you know in spain and like um portugal and like all those places and like there's still all of there's still they still exist as like high hospitality places they're just Mm -hmm. it's a i guess like a less normalized thing um just from my experience of traveling and being overseas a lot um, that's, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just different. I just think it really depends on the type of cuisine you have, the level of the quality and just like everything else that goes into it as well. I just feel like you yeah. need a human being. I don't know. Um, all right. Yeah. Like fast food type stuff. I see that working out, but I don't see that really working with, um, places that you're spending over a hundred dollars per person averages. Yeah. Definitely not because you want like them to serve you and explain the food as you're being served it and things like that. Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Um, all right. I think the topic of the week, I wanted to kind of go back to basics with serving and bartending. Um, this would apply to really any job in the service industry, but would you ever pick up a shift from someone who consistently never picks yours up, picks up yours, even if you really wanted it, like it was a really good shift. I've done that. I literally be like, no. And then I'll ask if anybody has a shift that they want to give up and I'll take somebody else's. If it's a day, yeah. If it's a day that I want to work like a Saturday, I'm yeah, like, like, I'm not doing anything. You don't do shit for me. And then you're always releasing your shifts. And you're always asking me. And then the one time I'm like, Hey, like, I, you They're know, like, like I have like a funeral to go to, or like I have like pneumonia and like, can you pick up my shift? And they're like, no, I'm like, I'm busy. Like I actually, am like going to go day drinking? Like, sh- yeah like i already have plans with my friend i'm like you can choke and die <laughs> like, will, actually i'm on my way to the moon <laughs> like i will literally never do anything for you again like i'll block your number i think the craziest part the what bothers me is the people that don't respond to you like you ask someone and to come to your shift them at work and i'm like yeah what? i'm like hey yeah or you see on their story that they're like at a show or at dinner like i get it if you bought tickets or something and you already have plans yeah, whatever that's different but like don't completely ignore me just like at least tell me no so i can like check you off my list and move on yeah, like I'm it's like, just like if like, you owe me a favor because i've covered five of your shifts in the last two months like the worst is at least like, tell me that you can't they're like i don't take it they're like let me think about it i'm like bitch i don't have fucking time for you to think about it yes or no now don't make don't don't give me false hope yeah don't be like well <laughs> Let me see what how, when I wake up tomorrow how I'm feeling. I, no, bye. Like I'm never I've done doing that. anything for you. I've definitely done that. I'm like, and if I say yes now, I might regret it tomorrow. So, I, I like, but I've always had like multiple jobs while I serve. Like I'm, I usually don't just serve. Yeah. So, at that point, it's like after a long day of work, I'll be like, I don't want to work anymore tonight. No, I'll just be like, <laughs> I just don't want. Today was terrible. I need to go home and cry. <laughs> Some people that will always pick up a shift and just never act, ask for anything because they just love money and they just 
to have nothing else to do but oh, work. Oh, the greed drives people. I know, but then they get really irritable and they're hard to work around because they work all the time and then they complain about working all the time. I'm like, well, stop picking up shifts, dude. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you, you do this to yourself. Nobody's yeah. asking you to do this. <laughs> yeah. I don't stuff. think I've ever like purposely denied a shift pickup because someone hasn't taken my shift before. I feel like I karma, what goes around comes around, you know? Are you okay? Oh my God. Oh, I just hit myself in the head. The <laughs> microphone was falling like, off the table. It just like kept like dangling down. I Every was, episode, like, your microphone does not stay on. I know. I was like laying, I'm like, I'm, like starting to like lay down like with the microphone. Maybe we should get mini mic holders. We can just hold them in our hand. I don't mind that. I wouldn't mind just holding it. I don't really care. Yeah. My back would be thankful for it. I know because I'm leaning all weird. Um, I don't know. Do you have any stories of the week? Can I you, do. You're, his mom sent him one. Oh, it disappeared. Come back to me. <laughs> Shit. Well, I don't know. It re- Technical difficulties. <laughs> do, 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 Just do, relax. Do, do, Talk about something funny. I don't know. Okay. Um, so this, because this has been something that's been going on for a long time. And she actually sent me this article because it, it was a place I used to work for. So I got it from the Post Bulletin by answer man it's the person that wrote this this is that's quite the name it's just <laughs> answer man like all right why i can so, see his profile picture it's like a question mark says <laughs> it says answer man what i don't get it so uh basically it's um uh, an article got released because a company that i used to work for added a two percent employee wellness surcharge that you used to work for mm-hmm. in Chicago? No, Minnesota. So, okay. so here's the thing in Chicago, the wellness thing and like that two or three percent COVID surcharge was it, like pretty normalized here. Yeah, well, and it's like a lot of times it's because of the rising cost of running a restaurant because now there's like a bill that was passed pretty recent. I want to say within the last year, where you have to provide hourly restaurant employees with insurance. So that that's, that's expensive that's for a company in Illinois. But not yeah. other. So that's, I think a lot of restaurants label it as like 3% employee insurance charge. Yeah. So other places I'm finding out, other cities like uh, outside of like Illinois and Chicago do not do this. So basically what happened was um, there's this controversy that erupted um, on like the city's Facebook page. So basically a customer at this restaurant noticed a 2% surcharge for something called employee wellness at the bottom of her $92.58 bill. The extra charge, just so you know, amounted to a dollar and 81 cents. And she went fucking ballistic over it. Are you listening, Kennedy? Yeah, sorry, I got a work text. Oh, okay. <laughs> so a woman went ballistic over a 2% surcharge? That that equated to a dollar and 81 cents. Oh my like, God. Like went crazy. That's why it's always so like cringy whenever people complain about it. Cause I'm like, it's literally $4. It's like, <laughs> and then you're, you're instructed to remove it upon customer requests. Well, but yeah. it's like, all finish. right, bro. All right, I got to finish the story. Go ahead. So the customer was indignant that the restaurant was passing along the cost of their employees' health insurance onto customers and doing it in a way that she felt lacked transparency. And then it says, even though the charge was listed in black and white. <laughs> so she did what any right-thinking person would... I love how sassy this article is. She did what any right-thinking person would do. She took her grievance to Facebook 
like this is the post bulletin being sassy like what gay what gay is like working for the post what does right thinking mean like republican or does i don't it mean? know just like any like normal thinking person like less is any person in their right mind so she took her grievance to facebook of course middle-aged women natural where the thread has generated more than 400 comments and 341 shares and unfortunately for the customer who may have expected more outrage on her behalf, not a lot of sympathy. Of course. Go Facebook. <laughs> so basically she like says like, can you tell me what all of this is about? What is this employee wellness surcharge? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, so the media outlet ended up postposing, interviewed the, one of the owners, um, one of the co-owners. And um, he was, he was happy to talk about it. He's like, I'm more than happy to talk about it. So he explains the surcharge uh, and actually like how it ended up coming about. So this just happened. Um, when was this posted? I think it's uh, April 25th. So this week, two days ago. Um, so he's like, yeah, you know, explain the surcharge and how it came about. So about six weeks ago, prior to this, uh, the company decided to provide health insurance under United Healthcare to staff who work 20 hours or more. Uh, on average. So at a cost of that would be to the employee of 2% of the plan or something. Um, he said, it's something that we really want to do for our people. They've earned it. A lot of the service industry personnel have never had health insurance before, and we wanted to provide easy and cheap access to that. So I can vouch, I didn't have health insurance for a long time. I made great money in the restaurants, but I didn't have health insurance. And I mean, that was just because I didn't work enough. But um, he said, typically restaurants run on small margins, um, which is true. So it's not something we can bite off under our current pricing model. As a result, this employee wellness, this fucking microphone's falling on. <laughs> so as a result, employee wellness, essentially a health insurance surcharge on receipt is an idea um, that's being embraced, obviously, by more of the service industry, especially here in Chicago. So the owner said the company did not take the decision lightly and they actually conducted um, a couple months of research before they decided to pull the trigger. Um, so even so, uh, a surcharge does raise some understandable questions. For instance, why not simply rise menu items um, so that people don't know? And the owner said that the option... <laughs> microphone. His microphone is just leaning. It's just like falling. It's like a leaning tower piece. It's not even attached Hold anymore. On. Let me fix it. Brief interval. David, cut this out. He's not going to. <laughs> it was literally not even attached. It wasn't even attached. <laughs> All right, now we're back in business. I because think you might have broken. My microphone's like falling into my face. Um. <laughs> Sorry about that. So wait, where was I? So even so, a surcharge does, does raise some understandable questions. Um, for instance, why not just simply raise menu items? So the owner said that that was an option that they actually considered, but they rejected it because raising menu item prices from 50 cents to a dollar on everything would be an overreach, that they would actually be raising too much money for what they needed. Yeah. Also, that's, that's what would be... <laughs> Put it on a different part of the table. Maybe the bottom of it's broken. Oh, fuck it. I don't care. So anyways, um, raising too much money for what was needed. So another option was to add like a dollar onto all of like the best selling uh, items in the restaurant. And the revenue was like sufficient to what they needed to cover those like extra charges for. But that's sneaky. Like not well, explaining okay, why. Uh, let me finish. Okay. I'm, I'm right, right, aren't I? No, you're not. 
So the down. <laughs> I'm just holding the fucking microphone now. Um, you broke the table. I didn't break the table. Um, so basically, <laughs> I'm holding this now. So they d- wanted to do the dollar option, but the thing was is they felt like it penalized the regular customers who come in three times a week and get the same thing. So like, why would we do that to the regular customers? That's not fair either. Um, so we didn't think it was equitable. So he was like, basically, we went with the virtue of a 2% surcharge printed at the bottom of the receipt as opposed to raising menu items um, that the customer is basically stuck with. And then if the customer is really bothered by the charge, they can just simply remove it. It's not a big deal. Um, That's true. And so then it says, in fact, the customer who released the hounds of controversy with her posting on Facebook was given the option to remove the surcharge but declined to do so. You, that's a, you fucking bitch. You just, know. <laughs> so the internet fodder was too good to pass up. She just wanted some fucking attention over a dollar. Go fucking <laughs> loser. You can't even buy a McChicken for a dollar anymore. Being among the first to adopt the practice in Rochester, where this is in Minnesota, where this is, is. So this is one of the first, they're like the first to do it there. Um, and to, I mean, of course that entailed like a little bit of risk. Um, but so far, there has been generally a really positive response um, until this fucking crazy lady started posting everything. Um, and, you know, he says, we've obviously had questions from regulars, like, hey, what's this on the bill? And if the explanation, like, didn't suffice, um, then the manager would just take it off. Yeah. And then nobody has to worry about it. And then it wasn't a big deal. So yeah, they were like, we haven't had an issue with it until this one lady brought it up and then we offered to remove it and she said, no. <laughs> Fucking Karen. So A dollar and 80 cents. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's it's printed on the menus. So like, it says it on the menu, it says on the check. Like, you, b- f- fucking read, bitch. Um, and then it's he said, like, the response from restaurant staff has been great. Like, you know, like a ton of new people have signed up for insurance that haven't had insurance. Um, and then he goes on to say like towards the end now, um, that they have this great coverage and uh, it feels great to be honest, to be able to do that for his staff. Um, and he said, take it for example, a 27 year old server. She might only work 22 hours a week cause she's going to school. Well now she can also get really good health insurance as well and not have to yeah. worry about that while she's trying to benefit her future. So yeah, basically out of this whole thing, it seemed like this lady just like, she was like, fuck this dollar 80 cents charge. I hate it here. And then got roasted online. And then they did an article and then everybody's like, yeah, we actually support it. So like, what's wrong? Like, I mean, like I get it. People are like, well, what's, why are we paying? But I'm like, they're just, you can just raise the prices and none of you have anything to complain about. Like you can't afford it, bitch. Sit your ass at home. Yeah. What's a dollar 81 cents going to get you a quarter of a gallon of gas? Fucking read a book. (laughs) Loser. Like, what, are you going to get half of a fucking Reese's peanut butter cup? Fucking grow up. Yeah. Like a dollar and 81 cents. <laughs> and what sucks is that the server is the one that has to explain too. that. Yeah, the server is the one that has to explain the surcharge. And it's so awkward because it's just like, it puts you in a position where it's like, oh, like, that's for me, but not for me. It doesn't go into my pocket. It just goes into a fund that gives me the option to have affordable health care <laughs> like, like i th- like what why are you so against people having health care so stupid like damn bitch like we like god forbid i break my leg and then i have two hundred thousand dollars in fucking medical bills who's gonna be serving you food then 
A hologram. No, yeah, a hologram. <laughs> you're going to be talking to a hologram and you're going to have a robot throwing shit Maybe on Maybe we table. should have hologram restaurants just for people like that. A hundred percent. We get they get it's blacklisted. Like, you have it's really cheap because we don't have to pay for it's like again that black labor. episode. Remember that lady? Like mm-hmm. she like wasn't she fucked up and then everybody she like started getting everything taken away because nobody likes her. Yep. Wasn't the she rating? Wasn't the Dr- rating? Yeah, she was in Jurassic Park. Yes. Apparently, she has a big butt, like a dump truck. They had to, they had to <laughs> they had to edit her butt smaller in Jurassic Park. Yes, because <laughs> she got a dumpy. What's I wrong with having to, a dumpy? I don't know. I guess Disney or Universal is like against having big butts. <laughs> yeah, that's butts. Universal. Oh I would God, never make so it. They have I was fucking... going to say, Disney is definitely not against having big butts because every Pixar animated mom ever has like the largest dumpy. Fucking The Incredibles. Uh-huh. <laughs> Miss, the last of Mrs. Incredible. She would think. <laughs> <laughs> She's dummy thick. She built it. Yeah, but I guess they had to like edit her butt smaller. I don't know. Look it up. It's crazy. Read a book. She got a dump- What's her name? It's She got like a queen. I name. don't know. It's it's like a cool name. I'm gonna look it up. Jurassic World actors. I can't I can't spell either. Oh no! But I have Bryce one more. Dallas Howard. How would I remember that name? Okay, yeah. Did they edit her butt? Well, Jake is trying to figure out if her butt was edited in Jurassic World. Um, <laughs> my last thing i wanted to talk about for this episode is i saw a tiktok about this recently um closing side work and how openers always complain that it isn't done well enough are you listening wait what did you say sorry i was looking at her butt (laughs) (laughs) what did you say um closing side work and how openers always complain the next day that one thing isn't right or that the closers did a terrible job and one thing Oh shit, you're right. Oh my god, they really edited it out. Yeah, she got a Bryce Dallas Howard's butt is so big they had to Photoshop it down on the Jurassic World poster. <laughs> I love it. Okay, yeah, but closers and openers. Sorry, I got distracted. It's okay. Um, does anyone ever actually like complete closing side work perfectly? Because the thing is, is like openers always complain. I get it. You're up early. You're coming in. Things aren't done correctly. There's like major things like tables not being where they're supposed to be or like things being like super dirty. I get that. But it's like if one bar shaker is a little sticky or like one table didn't get wiped down properly because the table somebody sat there until the very end of the night or I don't know. It's like, is it really worth it to complain that much about it? You know, I see that didn't happen with me. I was an anal closer. I made I made sure everybody did their shit when I left because the I was taught at the restaurants I worked no, at. No, I don't mean, I don't mean like at a nice restaurant because they have no, cleaning crews that I'm come saying in. Any rest- I'm talking like. I'm not, let me finish. Okay. These were the first restaurants I worked at. That's where I learned it. These weren't oh. nice restaurants. But I had crazy ass fucking managers that would literally bring like the world's biggest light and like shine it on stuff. Damn. So if, me as the closer, if they didn't do it, I ended up having to do it every single fucking night. So like it trained me to be a really anal closer. Yeah. So I never had problems with opening. But yes, when I would open, I, because I'm an anal closer, I yeah. knew everything. And it should I, have been done. And I came out with a laminated list it's that just, needed to be checked off by everybody's name. That's so funny. Because I was like, just, I ain't doing this anymore. It's chaos. And like, I feel like 
it's just so easy to complain about the person that was there before you. I'm like, who closed last like, night? Who the hell closed last night? What's all this silver not doing unrolled? Oh, I've definitely done that. I know I've done that. Oh my God. I'm my first them. restaurant job in Chicago, I was like insane about silverware because I would always do more than I was supposed to because I was. I always do. Yeah, I kind of yeah. liked it. It was therapeutic. I was like, I'm stuck here anyways. I might as well keep doing silverware. Like, I can't leave. You're <laughs> <laughs> like Freddie Mercury holding your microphone. I know. Um, but the thing is, is like, so the bar I worked at in college mm-hmm. would get disgusting every night when you close the bar down. Yeah, because it, it was a college There bar. would be puddles in the middle That's of the bar so sometimes disgusting. of just like, I don't even know where the water comes from, but yeah. we'd have to mop, scrub everything, clean all the booths, clean all the tables. Yeah. Because you don't, I don't want the fucking bugs. But it's like, you see a picture of what it looked like before and then what you transform it to afterwards. And the worst thing ever is waking up the next day and like someone who's opening is like, you didn't take off the nozzle of the soda gun. And you're like, <gasps> suck my fucking ass. I spent two <laughs> hours clean, deep cleaning this fucking place. I like, I squeegeed a puddle of water into the sidewalk. I got home at 6 a.m. Like, <laughs> yeah. leave me. Are you like an hour before they you call, even got in? They call you at 10 a.m. They're like, you did, you did this wrong. You you're know like, what? I actually had a person. I, there was a person, ugh, the laziest fuck. Um, they didn't do anything they were supposed to. I made them come in. I mean, they had to work that day, but I made them come in an hour early and do all their shit and their fucking rolls and everything because I was like, uh-uh, uh you're either you're staying an hour after or an hour before. Because the one we, thing I will say, silverware. If I show I up and there's a tub of silverware. To the side with your name on it and nobody <laughs> is touching it. You are doing this. And they were like, holy shit. And I was like, don't ever do that to me again. Yeah. That's kind of a bitch sometimes. But like, that's It's the just thing. such a double-edged sword because... It's so hard to keep track of what people are doing to close their closing side work. And it, especially if you're the closer, you're busy with your tables. Like, how do you have the time to go monitor what everyone's doing? Mm-hmm. So if I get off early, like eight or nine, and the closers are there until um, like, what, midnight or one? Yeah. Like, how am I going to be able to break them away from their sixth table section to come and make sure that my silverware and everything is done. And then they're like, oh, oh but time. can you also go and um, polish all the glassware for the bar or something like that? And I'm I like, always made time. I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm not too, can you send this? I'm like, no, no, I'm not busy. Go watch my section. Let me go check. Yeah. They're like, what? I'm like, go check. We'll watch my section. I will go check. It was not fun to close with. I bet that, that, that was the thing. Like everybody knew that I, it wasn't like I made you do extra work. I held you accountable for what you needed to do. And then the next day I would hold people accountable the same. So there wasn't like, it wasn't like I had favoritism or anything. Like I held everybody to the same pedigree, like of what you needed to do day in and day out. So people knew like, Oh, Jake's closing. Like we actually have to do our shit. You know, there was never any bad blood because I wasn't like, I was mean about it. I was just like, no, this is what needs to be done. This is what's we have. We have to do this. And I never was like mean or anything. So People like understood it. Of course people, but oh, what the fuck? You know, like they didn't want to do it, but I'm like, you're going to make me do it. I don't want to fucking be here all night either. I have my own shit to do. That's my favorite closing shit to say. It's like, um, like I'm not going to stay late for what you're going to be lazy about and not do. I'm like, do. then pay me, tip me out right now. I'll do it. Yeah. 40 bucks. Oh, sometimes I would make a deal with the closer. Like, Hey, if I, like I'll transfer you these two tables, even though I haven't, like I did all the work for them. They just haven't closed out yet. If you do my closing side work and they'd be like, bet. All right. Yeah, I know for 30, 40 bucks for an extra 20 minutes of my time. Yeah. No, the restaurants I've worked at, it would be an extra like 200 bucks in their pocket. Oh, oh, like the ones you're working at now. Yeah. Oh, I thought you're talking about like when you're at the college bar. No, 
No. Yeah, no, yeah. If it's like an extra no, hundred- at the college bar, I would work until five a.m. if they let me. I loved working there, but yeah. Yeah, no, I'm like I always. Now that I'm 26, my back hurts. I'm ready to go. Like, I'll transfer the table. <laughs> like, yeah, go. go, go. Yeah. You just gave me a hundred bucks. Oh hell yeah. So, but yeah, I mean that's my thing on that. I don't have oh. to worry about that though. But yeah, I am kind of anal when it comes to closing and opening. Everything was always done. And it always looked very nice. Yeah. Maybe one day again, you'll have to worry about it. You never know. I hope not. I just, I, my thing is, is with restaurants, consistency is key. Food consistency is key. The way the restaurant looks consistently is key. Your staff consistency is key. The way they interact with customers consistency is key is to make sure that a restaurant is in business for a long time and they have and people keep wanting to come back because, you know, it's the same experience every time, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. I'll, you know, if you have that consistency, restaurants will last for a long time with that same volume or even grow and get better. But the instant you start to let little things you slide, slack, then it's like, you can never get it back to that. What it was before. You no, know. I've noticed that with some restaurants in Chicago that used to be really popular in like 2019, 2020 before like COVID hit, like let shit slide. Yeah, and now it's like a completely different experience because the servers came back and either it's different a different staff and they don't care or like the managers aren't holding them accountable for what they need to do. The food is lacking, the service is lacking. Like every time I go to some of these restaurants, it's like shitty experience. And, like and it's like, I'm a server. I get it. That days are You have hard days. But like when it's every single time, it's like it gets to the yeah, point like, where uh, it's like, who is running this place? And that's the issue. It's just... I mean, I'm now. Don't get me wrong. I just, I'm not like a fucking military fucking. No, I'm not crazy. It's just, you know, and that's the thing. Like, if somebody was having a bad day or like just felt like they weren't able to give good service, you just send them home. Well, yeah, and the thing with the industry is like either you're the person, you're either type A or type B. Like, there's really no in between in the no. industry. Either you're someone who's been in the industry for a long time because it's easy, or you think it's easy. It fits with your schedule well. Like, you don't have to commit to anything too much. Or you're the type of server who takes it very seriously and it's like, it's very important to you. You love it and like you want everyone to have a great experience and you take pride in good reviews and people leaving happy. Like it's just, it's just miles apart. Yeah, Sometimes you, you get to, stuck with a crew that's everyone on type B. <laughs> I know. It's a night. If you have everybody type A, they're always fighting. So it's a nice to have. Yeah. A I've mixture. Had, I've had those discussions with restaurants too. Yeah. Cause it'll be too hard on type B people. And I'm like, if we had all type A people, this place would be on fire. <laughs> I would not work here. Everybody would be at each other's throats. That's why those type Bs don't get fired. They just coast. They're coasters. I love it. They're my mm-hmm. favorite people. They keep balance. Yeah. Keep me like from my head blowing up. They're also the ones who are like, let's go get a drink after work. They're like chill. They don't give a shit. They made a hundred bucks. They're like, let's go spend some money. Yeah. They're like living off of fucking fumes. <laughs> They're at the bar. They're like, why isn't the bartender making the drinks faster? It's like, bitch, you make a t- two drinks every 30 minutes. No, I can't. But yeah, no, I mean, that's my, that's my little thing on I like closing. It. I think that's all we have for today. It is. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I don't have anything else I'm to say. I'm done. Until our next interviewer. Yes, next week we have our another interview back. I already talked about it. So that's exciting. Yeah. In May, this is our first episode in May is next week. Oh, God, it's it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be May. We both did it. I can't. I gotta go. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Happy Industry Sunday. Happy Industry Sunday. What's the shot of choice? I have a hair on my mouth. I must have had that mic last week because I also had a hair 
on mm-hmm. mine last week. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of getting bored of Shot of Choice. I might do a drink of choice, a pina colada, because I miss the warmth. Today was kind of chilly in Chicago, so. Pina colada, getting lost in the rain. What are you surfing the internet for right now? More oh. of that girl's butt? No. You know what? I think everybody should get. Those, We're like, ending the episode, Jake. Those alcoholic freezies. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like the push. It's like a little push pop. Like yeah. a popsicle. Mm. I used to always chew in the plastic. I concur. My lip. All right, your drink of the week is a pina colada and a alcoholic popsicle. Yeah, that sounds like a hangover. <laughs> Put them together. Put it in the pina colada. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. That's like the that's like the mm-hmm. ultimate blowjob shot right there. Brain you freeze. Have to drink the whole thing all <laughs> yeah. at once. You gotta you gotta deep throat the popsicle. Chug the bar- pina colada. All right. Yeah. Somebody sent us a video of that. Oh my God. I would send you a hundred dollars. I will. If someone sends plus. me a video of you doing that. You are easily. marketing. Yeah. And we'll, then we're going to post it. We will pay you. We'll blur out your face. Um, okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Happy Industry Sunday. Right. We love you. We'll see you guys next Share week. Share with your friends. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, Follow us. Those people. I know. I really don't want to, but we have to squeeze it in. Yeah, somewhere. we have to. We have to. What is it? Self-promote. Yeah. Help us. Help us, please. Help, please. Okay, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>